سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد When we look at the terminology that Allah uses scattered throughout the Qur'an we find different patterns We notice different things over time we notice certain things that are mentioned repeatedly and we also pick up on patterns initially but then some ayahs end up being a little bit different for example if someone is going through surah ar-rahman there's a clear pattern of one ayah repeating itself 31 times there's wisdom in that there's precise wisdom in where allah has said that and what Allah says in between those different 31 points, there's a lot of beneficial food for thought, but it's up to us to pay attention. Another example, when we, we, we start to expect a certain pattern, but then we notice a break in that, there's wisdom in that too. For example, a person would expect, whenever uh, they come across an ayah that mentions being good to your parents, Allah typically will say, ihsana," And have ihsan with your parents. But then you get to Surah An-Kabut and Allah says, وَوَصَّيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ حُسْنًا It's the same concept but it's, a slight, it's slightly different. So that's something that it grabs our attention. In Surah Luqman, Allah mentions, وَوَصَّيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ حَمَلَتْهُ Allah leaves out ihsana or husna. It's indicated by this point. By this point, when you're going through the Qur'an from beginning to end, by this point, it's as if that word of excellence, of ihsan, it's as if it doesn't need to be mentioned. By this point in the Qur'an, when you're reading it from beginning to end, you're already expecting it. So by Allah, the absence contains wisdom. Allah just says that He has ordained regarding your parents, and then it's as if Allah said, dot, 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 be good to them and befriend them in this life, for example. My point is there are different patterns and rhythms that we find throughout the Qur'an. There are many examples of this. When we look at terminology, the, the verb that Allah uses regarding how we should approach the dunya, how we should approach this life, Allah uses a specific word. And a person, it may go over their head if they're not paying close attention to it. If your antennas are not up, then you may not pick up on these nuances, these details. Allah mentions in Surah Al-Mulk, when it comes to the dunya, anything and everything related to making a living, making ends meet, paying the bills, so on and so forth, Allah says, فَمْشُوا فِي مَنَاكِبِهَا وَكُلُوا مِنْ رِزْقِهِ وَإِلَيْهِ النُّشُورِ Allah says to walk regarding the dunya. This is important because Allah is telling us to take action, to walk, to do something. At the same time, Allah uses different words regarding the akhirah. Allah doesn't say walk regarding Jannah. Allah uses different terms. Allah says to rush. Allah says to compete. Allah says to go quickly. Allah uses these types of terms when it comes to the hereafter. So for dunya, Allah says walk. But then when you look in different places in the Quran regarding the akhirah, the hereafter, for Jannah, Allah uses terms like sari'u, go quickly. Allah says sabiqu, compete with one another. Race towards this. Race towards what? Allah mentions two things. 
towards his forgiveness and towards his Jannah. وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ To race, to rush, to compete towards, and you always find first the forgiveness of Allah, and then the garden is mentioned, and then paradise is mentioned. Because if we want to end up in the garden, if we want to end up in Jannah, then we have to attain Allah's forgiveness first. This is supposed to cause us pause. It's supposed to make us think and reflect. How am I doing in terms of what's between me and Allah? Is there any static that I need to clear up? What's between me and Allah's creation? Is there anything that I need to fix? Because when it comes to maghfirah, there are two components. One is between us and the Creator, and another one is between us and the creation. A a person cannot ask Allah for forgiveness over and over and over. In and of itself, that's good. But that's supposed to also permeate how they treat Allah's creation. There's supposed to be a heightened level of consciousness and mindfulness of this person's iman when it comes to how they interact with Allah's creation. It could be other people. It could be the environment. It could be animals. It could be your neighbor, whatever it may be. When it comes to seeking Allah's forgiveness, to making istighfar perpetually, consistently, the fruit is shown in how you behave when it comes to what's between you and Allah and what's between you and other people, for better or for worse. If a person does a lot of good, if they're anchored, they're going to continue to make istighfar. And if a person's making a lot of mistakes, the anchor they need is to make istighfar. Regardless if someone is doing a lot of good, a lot of bad, we don't know what our ending is going to be. We don't know what someone else's ending is going to be. Allah is teaching us for this concept, you have to rush, you have to compete, you have to, it's not about keeping up with the Joneses, it's not about they got the newest phone, so I need to get the newest phone, and if I don't, then I'm so insecure, I don't know what to do with myself. For dunya, as a whole, Allah says, walk. But then for Jannah, for Maghfirah, for seeking Allah's forgiveness, for hoping to end up back home, back home in reality is Jannah. To return there, Allah tells us prioritize forgiveness. That's the master key to get you in there. If you want the eight gates of Jannah to be open for you, this is the master key to make istighfar. To be a person who's mindfully aware of how they interact with people, how they treat people. And istighfar is not limited to the bad that we do. It also includes the good that we didn't do. It's not just the mistakes we made, we want to clean them up. That's self-explanatory. It's also the good that we didn't do. And we could have done it within our capacity, but maybe we didn't. Istighfar, it cleans things up all the way around. That has to happen first. The purification has to happen first before the beautification of Jannah. Look at the difference in terminology. For this life as a whole, even when you look in another ayah in Surah Al-Qasas, Allah says, وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Don't forget your portion of the dunya. This wording is actually very interesting and beneficial from a psychological standpoint. The brain doesn't recognize the word don't like we think it does. If you tell someone, don't think about an elephant, that's exactly what they're going to think about. The don't, it's as if it doesn't register. So if we reflect on this, Allah is saying, don't forget your portion of the dunya. That's the primary meaning. But the, 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 the undercurrent is, this dunya is worth forgetting about eventually. 
Allah says, don't forget about the dunya, but think of don't as being written in pencil, not in pen. Eventually, that's going to fade away and we're going to forget about the dunya. Allah is teaching us what to prioritize and how to prioritize. What can I do actively to seek Allah's forgiveness? If I start with the tongue, that's extremely important. Making istighfar over and over and over. And we have different beautiful versions of that. The Prophet taught us والسلام, that the best way to seek forgiveness from Allah, Sayyidul Istighfar, if you say it in the morning, you say it in the evening, with certainty, you say it in the morning, if you, if you pass away that day, you're guaranteed Jannah. The same thing in the evening if you pass away that night. It takes a few moments to say. We have a, a, another beautiful practice the Prophet encouraged, والسلام, whoever says this three times, all of their sins are forgiven, even if they fled from the battlefield, even if their sins amounted to the foam of the sea. I seek forgiveness from Allah, the greatest, Al Azim, there is no God except Him. Al Hay Al Qayyum, the ever living and the sustainer of all of creation. And I turn to Him in repentance. The Prophet said, Whoever says this three times, all of your sins are forgiven. And he even if somebody fled from the battlefield in a time of need, what the Prophet is saying, even if you made a serious mistake, connect with this, have these few moments of sincerity, and they'll, they'll mean so much to Allah Azza wa Jal that whatever your past is, is going to be destroyed, it's going to be wiped away, in terms of the mistakes, in terms of the, the mishaps. The Prophet is teaching us, والسلام, that there are different ways we can, we can connect with this practice of istighfar. And when we do so, and when we do so sincerely, it's going to show in terms of what we prioritize internally, what we prioritize in terms of how we spend our time, who we spend our time with, where are we making our money and where are we spending it. Everything is going to be impacted when your istighfar is done sincerely and it permeates everything else in your life. Everything is going to start shifting little by little by little and is going to shift for the better. And in that process, if something looks like a loss, in reality, it's going to eventually be a gain. A person, I'll give you an example, a person, they may connect with istighfar. And they may make the sincere intention that, you know what, I'm not doing anything good in my life. But the Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever says this three times, then all their sins are forgiven, I'm going to start there, I'm going to plant that seed. So maybe they make the intention that even though I'm not praying, I'm not fasting, I'm not, I'm not doing anything that I know conceptually I should be doing, I'm just not. It's overwhelming. Where do I start? Let's say they start with this and they plant this seed. And they connect with this form of seeking forgiveness from Allah. And they say it three times every night before they go to sleep. Guaranteed, eventually, that seed is going to sprout and it's going to grow. Eventually, it's going to bear fruit. Eventually, Allah will open doors and make it easy for them to start praying once a day. And then eventually twice a day. And that process, that journey will grow much more significantly and faster than they would have ever anticipated. But we have to start with planting that first seed. And we have to do it sincerely. If we think to ourselves, shaitan works in extremes. If we think to ourselves that we've done so much good, we don't need to make istighfar. If someone thinks of themselves that they probably have a billion good deeds, they don't need to make istighfar. They're good, they have nothing to worry about. That attitude is a reason to make istighfar. That way of thinking
is proof that they need to make istighfar. There's no way around it for us. And if they do make istighfar, then they're going to stay centered. They're going to have that Abrahamic balance, as Prophet Ibrahim taught us, alayhi salam. On one hand, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ سَمِيرَ Imagine him and his son, Ismail, they're building the Kaaba itself. And look at what they're asking Allah. There's this perfect balance between hope and fear. On one hand, they're doing this amazing good deed. And they're asking Allah, Oh Allah, accept it from us. Accept our good deeds. They don't get too far ahead of themselves. They don't put the cart in front of the horse. Oh Allah, accept it from us. And then what do you find right after that? There's the hope. Ya Allah, we did good. We're doing something good. Please accept it from us. But then there's also the other side. And forgive us. Overlook any of our mistakes. There has to be this balance of fear and hope. When a person is truly anchored in their relationship with Allah, they have a presence, a healthy presence of both. Their hope does not result in them becoming paralyzed to the point that they don't do any good. And the fear does not result in them becoming paralyzed such that they don't do any good. Shaitan works in extremes. If someone does something good, shaitan wants them to think, why should I care about doing anything else good after this? I've done enough. He wants them to think in that way. And if a person makes mistakes, he wants them to think, why would you ask Allah for forgiveness? You've done so many mistakes, Allah will never forgive you. He operates in extremes. But when a person makes istighfar, when they connect with their adhkar, morning and evening, after prayers, before they sleep, different pockets of time in the day, they'll notice that their relationship with Allah is going to become more and more polished, little by little by little, and the same with how they treat people. What's the primary difference between the response of Sayyidina Adam salam and Iblis? Both of them made mistakes. But the main difference, one asked Allah for forgiveness and one didn't. Adam and Eve, they asked Allah for forgiveness. Iblis did not ask Allah for forgiveness. He doubled down. He was stubborn. He was arrogant. He refused. He actually blamed Allah for his mistake. He took no responsibility, no accountability. So when you look at a concept like narcissism, all of it is literally satanic. When you look at the concept of racism, it's satanic. When you look at the concept of materialism, and when I say that, I mean materialism to an extreme where a person, they, they give way too much value to material things. It goes back to Iblis. What was his response? Every single time, again, patterns. This is mentioned in the Qur'an. He always mentions himself first. He always talks about himself first. I am better than him. And what's his rationale? My material is better in my mind than his material. I'm A, he's B. In my opinion, A is better than B. Therefore, I'm going to double down on that as if my assumption is fact. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. The main difference, one made istighfar and one didn't. One accepted responsibility and one didn't. One held themselves accountable before Allah Azza wa Jal with humility and one responded with arrogance. When Allah talks about the dunya, He says, walk. Do your part. You can't sit down and do nothing. You have to do your part. You have to prepare your resume and apply for jobs and network and do what you got to do. But Allah still uses the term walk. For what really matters, What's coming in the next life, 
For that, Allah says, rush. Allah says, flee, compete. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ To flee to Allah. That's the last thing that the nafs wants to do, that the lower self wants to do after making a mistake. The last thing it wants to do is to take accountability, to make istighfar, to stand before Allah and to ask forgiveness. That's when it's hardest to seek forgiveness, but that's also when it's going to be most fruitful. We ask Allah to forgive us, we ask Allah to guide us and help us, we ask Allah to forgive all of our mistakes, we ask Allah to clean our hearts, and we ask Allah to help all of us to turn new pages in terms of what's between us and Him and what's between us and His creation. If you can pass the boxes, did they already get passed? the best way that we can respond to this type of reminder that we can respond to these types of ayat in the Quran is to start small and to do something easy and practical the response is not supposed to be, today's the day I'm going to change every single thing in my life and I'm going to make 10,000 changes at once. First of all, Allah doesn't expect that from us. Secondly, the sunnah of Allah is actually for these types of changes to be gradual. The best example, you look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet himself, he said that the best generation of Muslims are my generation, the Sahaba of the Prophet, Sahaba Kiram, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. They were given years to develop and grow. And because of their sincerity, because of the effort that they put in, because of the sacrifices that they made, door after door after door opened for them. Sooner or later, they opened for them. So if Allah gave them many years to grow and develop in their faith and practice, then chances are we don't just need as much time, we probably need more time. That's not the point though. That's more of a, a detail. What matters is, can we take that first step today? No matter how far we've turned away from Allah, can we start with just doing that U-turn? That starts in the heart, that starts with the intention. It's not about getting overwhelmed and... I. Last night, I just did this mistake and that one and that one and that one and that one. Everything was wrong and I know that it was haram and I didn't care and I did it anyways. How can Allah forgive me? You must not know who Allah is. Simple as that. You must not know who Allah is. When you learn more about who Allah is, when you look at what Allah has said about Himself, yes, there's no question there are boundaries and there are consequences, but options one, two, and three are always forgiveness and mercy over and over and over. It's up to us to take that first step towards Allah Azza wa Jal. What does Allah say? I'll conclude with this. What does Allah say after the ayah that I mentioned from Surah Ali Imran, in which Allah says, Go quickly. What does Allah say in the next ayah? Allah praises those who they give charity when they're rich and when they're poor. A person may think, Okay, well, of course. 
Allah is saying that Jannah and His forgiveness is promised to people of taqwa. أُعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Okay, who are they? They are those they give when they're wealthy. A person may think, well, okay, that's self-explanatory. They have, therefore they give. Allah doesn't stop there. Allah says, and even when they don't have, they still give something. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ Both. They give when times are good, and they give something, no matter how small it is, even when times are difficult. I'm here today on behalf of SCCO, the Sudan Cancer, uh, Children's Cancer Organization. I think we all know the, about the conflict that's going on, and there's a table set up outside. There's an opportunity for everyone here to stop by, give something, give what you can. If you have no money to give, then give a smile, give dua, something, something. Don't leave today without giving something, whatever is within your capacity. If you can give something financially, then give that. We need to raise $50,000 by the end of the month to help with their chemotherapy. If someone can give any amount towards that, then please stop by and give. And in any way, shape, or form that works for you, please do so. But if you can't give a large amount, at least give a small amount if you can. The Prophet taught us, والسلام, that someone, this lady gave water to a dog. That's it, very simple. Nowadays, that water is worth maybe a dollar. She gave water to a dog. Allah forgave her and granted her Jannah. She had a major past. She had major sins in her account. From our perspective, nowadays we may think, well, okay, what she gave is worth a dollar. How is it? Allah doesn't look at the number. That matters, but Allah looks more so at your intention. So make your intention to give what you can today. I'll just need 30 seconds of your time after the prayer. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. رَبَّنَا أَتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَكَنْ عَذَابَ النَّارِ رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ وَاعْفُ عَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ You just Allah, do it. Allah, 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 Allah,